Today marks the accomplishment of a lot of firsts for me. My first time being in a relationship, my first time being married, my first time being in love, well, hopefully. The experts hit it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to marry a stranger. Oh. I don't think anyone on this season wants to marry a stranger. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And I think Michael should consider himself lucky that his bride said no at the altar because watching this season, what? 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 What's happening? I don't even know if I can take you serious right <laughs> What's now. What's happening? Teresa, I don't know. Teresa looks like Orion right now. <laughs> I I have a vibe. She has a bucket hat on. Okay, so full disclosure, we are living our best lives in Miami. Yeah. Okay, I'm visiting John. <laughs> Sorry for the delay. Yeah, yeah, she says she's living her best life. I am traveling for work, and I couldn't go too long without seeing this lovely wife. Although yeah, I knew she was so gonna- I came... I came, we brunched, I got a little tipsy, and I said, you know what I always wanted? A bucket head. Fuck it. I'm getting a bucket. And she did. And now You said he looks good. As far as bucket hats go, it, it does look good. But Yeah, it's a vibe. It's oh. for certain occasions. I'm not going to wear it to dinner. What is the occasion? Like the beach? Well, we're in a hotel room right now. In the hotel room? But you're, you're embodying Orion in that. He wore the bucket hat all honeymoon. Yeah, because that's what Mavs gave them. True. He was forced to. I chose this bucket hat. And tell our friends where you found this bucket hat. CBS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think the picture has been fully painted what it looks like. She, it's not, it doesn't say Miami on it. No, and it doesn't have a fish on it either. No. You stopped me from getting the fish one. Yes. I'm also glad I stopped you from that third Bloody Mary because I think you would have had (laughs) a fish on your head. I like this bucket head. It was $9. You cannot go wrong. No, you can't go wrong. Anyways, sorry guys, we did go a little wrong because we had to delay this episode as you know. I'm traveling. Now, T's traveling, but we're here to do it for you. And I couldn't be more excited because... I love this episode in particular every season when the honeymoon comes to an end and we get to see where these people live, but I'm invested fully in this season for better or worse. And I tune in every week going, what's going to happen? And some things happened this episode. This season's wild. This episode was wild and very unexpected. I think usually when things are not going well, we see it in the during the honeymoons, right? Or like certain things start to come out. But these honeymoons were great for some, for, for most. Some. And then we got back and things went to hell. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that in a second real quick before we do a little business. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash reality. We're over there talking about the end of the other way. That's unfortunately mm-hmm. wrapping up and coming to an end. But I believe... I know what's coming next and it's going to be fantastic. And if it is the single life, you better believe we're going to be covering it on, oh, yeah. oh, on yeah. the Patreon and on Supercast, which is MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. So come over there. It's ad free. There's none of this business talk. We just get straight to the goods and we throw bonus episodes out on the Patreon. You can chat with us and our friends. So it's a good time overall. Check it out. Patreon.com slash MarriedToReality and MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. Also on the Instagram, at MarriedToRealityPod. You follow us over there, so if we do have a delay, we let you know. That's where you can find out. There's news, there's scheduling updates, there's memes, and you can also message us there. Correct. And we also share all the updates on the Patreon and Supercast. True. So make sure you check us out all on Instagram and Patreon and Supercast. And also make sure you're just following the podcast wherever you're listening. So no matter what we drop, when we drop it, it'll come right to your device. So easy to follow the podcast. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as these apartments in Denver because they're nice. Very nice. They're very nice. Like glass 
glass walls. What's like up? It. I'm loving this. Floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. Yes. Can't go wrong. And last but not least, if you haven't left us a review, tis the season to show a little love. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners out Happy there. Happy Hanukkah. We should have posted something. We should have po- eh, We still got a few more nights to go. so we Correct. Hmm. But the first night of Hanukkah... That True. was beautiful. True. Teresa was, got me a, a travel menorah and we yeah. lit it up and we did the FaceTime. FaceTime. I had the real menorah. John had the travel menorah. Yes. And now we're together. Yes. For a few days. So tis the season. If you could leave us a review, that would be great. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the Monday podcast. Very true. All right. Let's get into it. The reason we're here, Married at First Sight, Denver, season 17, episode Eight, the honeymoons have come to an end and quite literally and quite figuratively, I feel like the honeymoon has come to an end for so many of these couples. I know. And okay, I'm going to make a comment. I might throw you off. The bucket hat's already throwing me off. So try me. I think it's, did you say it's episode seven? No, eight. I said season 17, episode eight. I think it's episode seven. Oh. <laughs> but I may be wrong, but based on... Based on my notes, they're usually correct. <laughs> this is this is episode seven. John. Okay, I, I think you may be right. What I do is I always copy my notes over, and then I just change the number. And so maybe I had already changed the number. Mm-hmm. I forgot I changed the number. And all right, I don't want to rush anything. So episode seven. Yeah, guys, Colin. I if I'm wrong, I'm gonna own up to it. I don't think it's a big deal either way. This is the episode where the honeymoons have come to an end and we go back to reality, back to the real world, and we see where these people are going to live or where they have lived. And it's great. I love to peel back the curtain and see the real lives of these folks. Me too. From bucket heads to winter heads. Because oh. it's cold in Denver. Hello, there is. Maybe it's cold outside. That's I would still th- rock my bucket head. I actually saw winter version of this bucket head. Please no. Not in CVS, but. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Everyone's leaving the hotel. We kind of pick up where the last episode left off, where Lauren is clearly going through it. And... She threw a ring. And now Claire and Cameron, they spotted that Lauren's not wearing the ring. Orion still is. And it pisses me off that he's still wearing the ring. Yeah. Because it's just another part of his victim costume is that he's wearing this ring to be like, I'm really trying. I really, I'm still married in my mind and on my finger. But Lauren, she threw the ring. It's like, she threw the ring because you're a moron. He's a moron. But as you said, others are picking up on the odd vibes. Coming from the two of them, especially Claire, who is the therapist and who also talked to Lauren. So she knows a little more and she can tell that things are not going well. No, and it's only going to get worse. So they board the plane, they head back to Denver, and then we start to check in to the new apartments. New apartment? Who this? Becca and Austin? No TV in the bedroom? Ugh. Not for us. Not for us. Like, there is nothing better than falling asleep, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Or The Office. Or The Office. I'm going to add, we have our three C's for a happy marriage. Can I make a, an adjustment? Yeah, I'm nervous. Three C's and a TV. Oh, okay. Because okay. we've told you guys before, we do slip into bed at the same time most nights. No, every single night. Every single night. Tell me one night that we are physically together that we don't go to bed at the same time. No, you're absolutely like never. You're absolutely correct. But what allows us to do that happily for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years is eight years. Eight Do you years. even know how long we've been together? Well, we didn't spend every night together in the beginning. True. But True. the TV in the bedroom. So if, if one of us is tired and the other is not, we can still be together, but we can catch up on a show or a movie or a podcast on YouTube. Like it allows us to be together, but we don't, you don't have to go to sleep because that's what I don't like. Don't force me to go to sleep if I'm not tired, but I do want to be with you while you fall asleep. Yeah. TV in the bedroom is the bomb. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Can we start with Emily and Brennan though? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. New apartment. Who this? Are you going to say that every time we go to a new apartment? Absolutely. Okay. It's in my notes. I am saying it every single time. Okay. So they are loving it. 
Well, I'm Emily's not sure if they're loving each other. Emily's loving it. Emily starts talking about, oh, we just need some cleaning stuff, some laundry stuff, some cozy stuff to complete the apartment. She's up. She's elevated. She's excited. Brennan is so flatlined. So flat. And it's funny because they're in Colorado. That's not flat. Mm-hmm. It's a good dad joke, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm wearing the bucket head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, it's the first time living with a partner for both of them, which is good. Yeah. They can kind of uh, find their ways together. And when we moved in, you lived with someone before. Ugh, ugh. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I had a roommate stripper, but I mean, sure it's did. different. It's mm-hmm. all different, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but we found our way, right? I think it's, it doesn't matter if you've lived with someone before or not. It's about the two individuals finding their coexistence. Totally. And Emily's right when she's like, I want you to be able to voice your opinion if something's bothering you. I want you to be able to address it. And I feel like she's talking about, yes, moving forward as quote unquote roommates, but also right now, because I feel like we missed something. It feels like we're picking up post fight and they're going to flash back and be like, well, yesterday we got into a big fight, but that never happens. We're just living in this post fight existence that we don't know what happened, why everyone's so flatlined. But I don't think there was a fight. I think, and I started to really pick it up on this, that's Brennan's personality. I think he's one of those people who things that are going well, he's enjoying himself, but when it hits you that it's like, wait a minute, am I enjoying myself? Do I like this? And if the other person does one thing that just turns them off, and the reason why I'm saying it is because I'm this way too. You never experienced it because I love you so, so very much, right? Mm-hmm. But I get turned off by little things very quickly and easily too. Nothing to do with you. Just previously when I dated, and I think that's him. She must have done something. And I'm not saying it was necessarily a bad thing. Maybe she said something. Maybe she just, something rubbed him the wrong way. And he's having a hard time coming back. Such and a I hard time. I get it. I get it. I don't. That's my personality too. And again, you don't know it because I just love you so very much. And you've never done anything like this to make me feel this way. But I felt that way before. Then have a little self-awareness if that's how you are as a person. And don't go on a show like Mavs. Correct. Correct. And that's why I would never go on a show like my ass because I would not be able to do that. Yeah, If you're particular, if you know you have these things that get on your nerves or certain traits you don't like or do like, don't put your fate into someone else's hands. That's a great point. But I think that's why, yeah, I'll give him a shit for going from, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. She's getting me out of my shell. I'm drinking now. This is what I'm looking for in a relationship. uh, this is, this is not what I wanted, but at the same time, and I know that we all like, what the fuck, Brennan, I get it. I, I can see where you're coming from. I get it. I don't accept it. I don't accept that behavior from someone who's in this process. And I agree. I agree. He, someone with that personality should not be on this show. Totally. Especially totally. he's one of these guys who wants to go back to his house and stay there to start the process. He's like, we've spent 24 seven together the last week. I think I'm going to go back to my, it's like, yeah, that's marriage. That's 24 seven. That's called marriage. Remember that whole till death do you part thing. It's not until like, Oh, till I need to do laundry at my place or uh, till we've been together for three days and I need a breather. No, it's till death do you part. 100%. Again, I think he is not suited for this show. I think his, He's way too, he's not extroverted enough to be on the show. He's not open enough. He makes sure that he keeps up a certain look out there because he's very much aware of being on TV. Very aware. And I, again, I, I feel him. That's why, again, I would never get on this show. He is on this show and it's getting to him. And I think I see why he needs a break. I can totally see that. However, once again... Wrong show, bro. Exactly. Wrong show. So they go their separate ways, but the next morning, Emily goes to check out Brennan's house. She gets the grand tour. I love how she goes straight to the bar cart. 
She's like, oh, you got a bar card. This is great. Let's see what you got going on here. And I don't blame her. I would need a drink too if I was stuck with Yeah, but Brennan. you, we all are picking up on Brennan being so odd, so weird, yeah. so cold. There is nothing. There is not even a conversation. At least he's got a TV in the bedroom and they agree that, yeah, this is all you need. True, but... Emily is such an upbeat person. She's always seemed to be very happy, having fun. And this is like, he's the Debbie Downer with the capital D or B. He, he, <laughs> he's acting like she killed his cat or something. Yes. Like there's the, it's not just, it's not just I'm unattracted to you. It's you wronged me or how dare you? It's this, I can't even stand to be around you but almost in a sad mopey way it's a very strange vibe he's giving off well i think there was a conversation or something must have happened that the cameras weren't around and i think it was bad enough that he doesn't want to share it because i think he he doesn't want to shame anyone okay i think he wants to be respectful because that's his background his family that's how he was raised he doesn't, I think if he comes out and says it, and I'm just going to speculate, maybe she said something or she did something. She made a sexual comment or maybe she doesn't, there is something must have happened that just rubs him the wrong way. And mm -hmm. he cannot get past it, but he can't tell us because he would sound like an asshole. Then tell her in private. So she stops wondering because he, he says enough to let everyone know that he's unattracted to her, yeah. but he doesn't say enough to be specific about it because he thinks that's rude. I think it's more rude to leave this poor girl wondering what doesn't he like? Is it everything? Is it something specific? Is it something I can change? Can I help this? Like, I think being a little specific off camera would go a long way. Sure. But I'm telling you, something has happened because he was attracted to her. Like, she's a pretty girl. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, okay, let's invite PC into the mix. I just want to say before we get to PC, they talk about moving in together and Brennan's like, you know, it's been nice having some time to myself. Let's reevaluate in a few days when it's time to move in. It's like, what? This? No. Again, this is not the process. And I think living separate is the worst move for them. It is. Because it's just going to continue to breed that desire to be separate. And oh, things are better when we're separate. Confront your problems, live together, yeah. figure it out together. And that's what Emily said at the beginning, like when they got to the new apartment, who this, she said, let's make sure that we communicate and we don't run away from our problems to our own homes, which literally after she said it, Brennan announced that he's going to do. Yeah. But yeah, it's, that's the wrong approach for this show. I, let's move on. PC is coming. I have to say that I think that PC and DP are listening to our podcast. I thought PC stunk this episode. I thought he was giving a lot of poor advice. But at least he was present. That's my point. Sure, sure. He did show up within the first DP showed 10 up. episodes, I guess. Episode uh, 7, they're already there. Yeah, so maybe that's why I thought it was episode 8. I was like, oh, the experts are here. It must be episode 14. <laughs> um, so PC does show up, and I love how he sniffed out immediately. He's like, this apartment doesn't seem lived in. What is this, the model home? What are we filming in the model? Because he can tell. Oh, no, yeah. No one's living there, and he wants to know what's going on. And their excuse is, oh, we're so busy now that we're back in the real world. And PC's like, well, do you guys even feel invested in this marriage? Yeah. And Brennan said, you know, it's been so busy. The wedding, the honeymoon, we've been together 24 seven. So uh, we just needed some, some break. And PC says, well, all right. Like Emily, how are things actually going? Are things going good? Mm -hmm. She's like, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. And she did this like weird squeaky sound that I was trying to <laughs> make. And my voice is just not going there. But Literally, PC's like, um, you're, you're not convincing me. Yeah, he was like, stop. He's like, I don't want you to be politically correct. I don't want you to be PC. I'll be PC. I'll be Pastor <laughs> But I don't want you guys to be PC. Let's get to the bottom of it. Is there attraction? What's going on? And Emily says, I like him. I'm attracted to him. I thought he liked me in the beginning, but now I'm unsure. Yeah. And here we go. Brennan says, well... During the honeymoon, there was some romantic connection, but it became less and less to the point that it's not there anymore. I don't feel 
any type of romance, any type of romantic connection is gone. And that's my thing. We all could tell that he was attracted to her. They were getting along. He did like her. I don't know if it was her bird nest and in his hair, in her hair. Something must have happened that like totally turned him off. And I could potentially see that it was something super stupid. But it's because that's who he is. He wants, he's looking for things he likes 100%. No excuses. Wrong show. But I, I promise you, I wish he said it, but it's something dumb. I can tell. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because from what we can tell, there's nothing wrong yeah. with Emily. No. Um, I give her so much credit. I give anyone so much credit. I'm so impressed by these people who are sitting next to someone who's telling them, ah, I'm not attracted to you. Ah, I don't respect you. I can't stay married to you. And they're like, but I want to try. Like they want to yeah. continue to give it a shot. Emily believes there's something there and... She wants to explore that. If I was sitting next to someone who was like, no, I'm not attracted to you. I I don't think I can find a romantic connection. I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Okay, hot take. Emily's never been in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not her doing. Maybe she tried. But maybe there is something about her that she does or she says that turns guys Mm -hmm. off. And maybe she did it again. Interesting. Because I'll be honest. Yes, I wasn't really in a relationship before I met you, but I dated around. I always found something wrong with everyone else, but I was 25. But how, maybe they found something wrong with me too. You need to find the right person, right? She's 30. True. She's 30. I don't understand how she, like even being in a six-month relationship, three-month relationship, right? She's never been in any of that. Why? Yeah. I don't want to speculate, from what I, my opinion of her, I think she's an attractive girl. I think she has yeah. a great personality. We saw her get banged up, sprain her wrist, and she still powered through, didn't complain. Maybe she drinks too much. I don't know. Eh, we all do. But <laughs> I call in. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts yeah. on what could be such a turnoff. Because PC's like, so Brennan, are, are you saying you don't want to touch her? Yeah, but he says, he literally puts his hand on her knee saying, I can touch her. It's just doesn't do anything to me but then he says something that I'm like what the fuck he's like I have this amazing girl and I don't know what to do because I don't feel anything but that's him trying to save face and trying not to insult her as he is trying to compliment her but at the same time admit that she's not for him what I didn't like about this and why I say I thought PC was off the mark this episode one of the reasons when he said, oh, is it, do you not want to touch her? And Brenna was like, it's a shitty way to say it, but yeah, that's the truth. PC's like, have you pushed yourself to? Have you put, and I'm like, dude, that's, to me, that's terrible. Don't force, first of all, don't force yourself if you're not into something. Don't force yourself to be into something. Second of all, I don't think Emily wants a guy who's not attracted to her to force himself to have yeah. to touch her or be with her intimately. Like, I think that's bad advice. Maybe it comes down to the pheromones. Okay. She, she, whatever she's putting off, he's not attracted to. Yeah, because I've heard it from other people before. And I, I think it's true. It's the smell. It's not your perfume or whether you shower or not. True. It's the but again, that's inside not something- smell that if you just don't like feel it. It's, you don't want to hug that person. You don't want to be, you don't want to be around that. I understand, but that's not something I don't think that changes after four days. I think your pheromones are your pheromones and that's what you're giving off from day one. And if he was into it day one, what happened on day four? Well, he tried to be into it. You just got married. Yeah. Well, that was also his excuse. And that's a reasonable excuse is that, hey, I was caught up in the moment. It was the blind wedding, the cameras, the honeymoon. And then when I start to think about this is the rest of my life. I thought I can't do this. Like that's understandable, but I need specifics. When PC asks, so is there anything you're not attracted to? Brennan was like, we're not doing this. We're not, I'm not, I'm not going there. Yeah. And he basically says, I don't want to say it. And his thinking is that he doesn't want to hurt anyone's feeling, which I appreciate. However, you need to come back and say it because we're going to speculate and 
speculating is going to be worse for you, bro. And forget about us. She's going to speculate. Yeah. And that's so, I think that's so disrespectful to her to make her just sit there and lay in bed up at night wondering what is it? What's wrong with me? Just yeah. tell her what's wrong with her if you have something wrong with her. Yeah. PC says he thinks he is self-sabotaging himself, mm -hmm. which he may or may not. I, I would love to know what happened, but I'm telling you, it's something superficial because he doesn't want to say it. If, if he said, if he said, let's say it's something she made the racist comment or she said something That's what about, I was gonna he, say, let's though. say he's Jewish, right? She he said is. something about Judaism that wasn't, that wasn't good. Then I could, he would say. I don't know if he would. I think he would because he, he literally, all you have to say is that we don't align in our beliefs. I don't like what she said. You don't have to go into details. But if she made think, an off the cuff joke and it wasn't really an aligning in the beliefs, it was just like, oh, that was disrespectful. I don't like that. I can't look at you the same way now that you've used that word or made that joke. He doesn't want to ruin her reputation. Yeah, I could see that. True. Maybe it's something as dumb and stupid as she farted. Like True. It would turn me off. If, if you and I dated for four days and you like ripped one in front of me. Totally. I would not like, That's I would not find you attractive. I would literally think that you are disrespectful. We just met. I, I would not. I think for me, that would be a very major turn off. That's a great guess. And she drinks. It, it didn't have to be, <laughs> it didn't have to be like, you drink oh. drink fart. Yeah, but it could have been like, oh, she's a little tipsy. She's just going to do like a little farting, burping noises. Uh -huh. That's such a turn off. That's a and great And I'm guess. telling you, something that's this dumb can truly ruin things. Yeah. It, Brennan does say he wants to move in together, though, which is, I guess that's a good thing. That is the name of the game here. He's trying, and I think he maybe needed to hear it from someone else yeah. to push himself a little and, and see what happens. Yeah, and PC leaves and they kind of debrief the conversation they had with him. And Emily's like, yeah, I think what PC said is right. You're self-sabotaging. Brennan just laughs it off. He does, but he says, and that that's why I feel like it's literally something ridiculous because he says, I, I don't want to tell you because I would never want someone to tell me that. Mm -hmm. So I literally think it's something in a way that, oh, you're disgusting because you farted or... Oh, you did something like, think about it. If it's, if it's personality advice or it's something she said, you can explain it in a polite way, right? Yeah. Something that turns you off that's physical or you did something. Unless it's something like an off color joke that he knows isn't a big deal. But it's going to turn into a big deal if he brings it up. But he's like so offended by it or turned off by it that he doesn't want to bring it up because he knows he's going to turn it into something even bigger if he does bring it up. She seems to me to be very self-aware. So I don't think she would make any jokes or any comments like this. Also, no, I like your farting guess. I think that's it. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you, it must be something that... Maybe she farts in her sleep. Maybe. maybe Immediately like sleep. turns you off. Or maybe yeah. she like burped the alphabet in front of him and he's like, I'm done. Yeah. It's got to be something she can't control because if she could control it, then there's a reason to tell her to be like, hey, stop burping the yeah. alphabet. <laughs> right? She must. I think she farts in her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Maybe she just farts. Maybe. All right. I think. Maybe she. Oh, maybe what? she pooped with open door and it really smelled. I yeah. don't know. What are we, think Brandon about and it. Mary? Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> think about it. I want to go to a commercial break. I want to tell, right, I want to tell right. you about our sponsors for this episode. And when we come back, I hate to say it, but I'm changing my tune on this next couple. Ooh, okay. everyone, <laughs> everyone, let's get on the <laughs> camera train. Am I right? Well, and I'm hold, driving it. Hold your horses. Choo-choo. We'll be back in a second. It's finally here. One of our favorite episodes of the math season. We get to see where these people really live. It's the best. We saw some nice places. And some other places. But you know what could turn any of these homes into a cozy escape? Are you going to say cozy earth? You know me so well. <laughs> You're right, though. 
Cozy Air treats turn any room into a dream room. Literally, they're the softest, coziest sheets I've ever slept in. I couldn't agree more. I could probably get a restful night's sleep even in a room filled with spiders. You hear that, Cameron? <laughs> totally. These Cozy Air sheets aren't just on our list of favorite things either. They've made Oprah's favorite things list too. Sleep in them for a single night and you'll see why. And now you can sleep in the coziest cozy earth sheets and save with an exclusive offer just for you. Right now, save up to 40% off sidewide when you use promo code MARRIED. Yes, just use promo code MARRIED at CozyEarth.com for up to 40% off sitewide. Save on sheets, pillows, blankets, even pajamas with promo code MARRIED. Okay, can we get back in the bed now? As soon as we finish the podcast. Okay, Jonathan, thank you to Cozy Earth for sponsoring this podcast and for an amazing night's sleep. And we're back. Claire and Cameron, new apartment who it is. And hello, Jonathan. Oh, boy. Hello, Theresa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if everyone is just getting so terrible that, by contrast, Claire and Cameron seem like the golden couple now, but they're... But Cameron's good. He's a good dude. I like him. I've always liked him. You all were like, ugh. Cameron, ugh, he didn't help her with her luggage. <laughs> He's not my favorite, but in comparison, they actually almost seem like they have a shot. True, we'll see. But they're trying to figure out their bad sides, which is important. It It is important. I don't even know how we figure out ours. Um, mm, It's a good question. I think it was a natural choice. Like you just jump into bed and we didn't jump into the same side. So we're like, cool, this works. If we were both fighting over the same side, then you'd have to have the conversation. I guess. Because we don't remember. I feel like it was just a natural decision. I guess. Okay. But uh, they make the point marriage is about compromise. One of our C's. One of the main C's. Mm -hmm. And I loved it because it was Claire who said marriage is about compromise. And Cameron's like, did you read that in a book somewhere? No, but maybe she heard it on a podcast. Yeah, Cameron. guys, listen to us. We'll give you other C's to follow. And now a TV, three C's in the TV. Yeah. So Claire's excited to start this adventure and she's never lived with another guy before. So she's a little scared, but she's excited, which is good. That's, that's a healthy reaction, I think, True. to this situation. And Cameron says, nothing can scare me of because I have lived with my ex and her family. And so I'm prepared for anything and everything. Yeah. The issue Claire has with that is that he's prepared. She wants him to be able to be open and transparent with his feelings. He basically says, eh, I usually just wait until I get upset or I see where my limits are, which I think means he just hangs out until he explodes, which is not healthy. Not healthy. Claire says, we need to talk about things, right? Yeah, communication, another three C. True. I don't think you should hold things back until you explode. But at the same time, if you are upset about something pity or small, you don't have to bring up every single thing when you're getting to know each other. Because things might also disappear once they start living together and you will naturally pick up on the other person's habits, what they like or dislike. You mean like leaving dishes in the sink? Yes, it's horrible. And, and a bottle of wine just sitting in there? Yeah, like a German cockroaches love <laughs> dishes, anything with water. I feel like German cockroaches would be more into beer than wine. Mm. I think French cockroaches maybe or True. Italian cockroaches The maybe. American ones apparently just get water. in and die. Oh. That's their thing. So weak. They also fly sometimes, but uh. they just get in and die. Yeah. We had a... What's, yeah. what's, the, what's the job description? What's the... Exterminator? When you come, yes. This really sweet guy came in and he was spraying our apartment and I was asking him about it and he just gave me the rundown and he says when the American cockroach comes in, they usually just come in to quickly explore, uh -huh. but they usually just die. Uh, so he's like, if we see someone dead on the floor, that's the American cockroach. Interesting. Anyways, <laughs> back to the sink. Yeah, there was just wine glasses and a bottle in that nah. Claire left. Wine glasses are tricky because wine glasses don't always fit in the dishwasher. You hand, If they don't fit, you hand wash them. I know, but after a bottle of wine, do you really want to 
do the dishes. I've done this every single time. Like you just do it. You just do it. Okay. You just have to. Okay. Um, I'm surprised Cameron had an issue with the sink after seeing his house. They cut to Cameron's house. Claire's checking it out. I think he lives in a basement. Yeah. With a bunch of spiders. Well, I'm wondering if the top of the house is his company where he does oh, all the bike, bike stuff. Shop. So he maybe has a house maybe. on the floor and he lives in the basement. I don't know. I'm his, just guessing. His kitchen looked more like a laundry room yeah. or like a storage room. His place, I looked at that and said, I can smell the mold. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't see how he could get upset that a couple long stem wine glasses were left in the sink after looking at his place. Yeah, but you're a living situation that's up to you. But if you like to be clean or at least put the dishes away, then I can see how, how that can bother him. He had a bike next to his kitchen table. Just a, an outdoor bike, like leaned up against the kitchen table. He loves bikes. I know. <laughs> um, speaking of love, he loves Vegemite. Claire, not the biggest fan of Vegemite. But it's catching all the spiders and all the animals. No, 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 no. So. Vegemite. I think it's like, uh, it's the food, the spread. Oh, I thought it was the trap. No, those are spider traps. Oh. oh. Yes. Um, well, is it the New Zealand spread? I think it's from Australia. Well, but. he says, okay, Claire walks in and she sees the rice cakes, which I'm a big fan of too. Okay. I haven't had a good rice cake I in haven't a while. had a rice cake since middle school, I feel like. I love rice cake. get a rice cake. We should. I used to, in Bratislava, in my homeland, mm-hmm. my hometown, there is this big factory Guess what they were specializing in? Rice cakes. Rice cakes. Mm, who would have guessed? When that was a part of the factory, there was this like a couple of floors that there was this underground club on the third floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the type of the club, right? Mm-hmm. We used to go there sneaking before we turned 18. Everything smelled like rice cakes. Oh, that's kind of nice. Beautiful. Did you Beautiful. put Nutella on the rice cake? No. Oh? Would you spread anything? Nutella, peanut butter? I usually just snack on the, I like the salty one or the one with like the little cheese flavor. Okay. So I never put anything on it. Okay. I just eat it plain. It's great. It's a great snack if you want to keep lean. Yeah. They're fun to eat too. They're fun to eat. We need to get them. We absolutely will. We're going to get the rice cakes. All right. So we're checking out Cameron's place and I think Claire's maybe a little put off, but then she sees the metal collection. And this starts to impress Claire and there's the search and rescue gear and Claire likes that. And so she sees glimpses of Cameron's life that she's attracted to. Well, I think she is being very nice and polite, whether she likes the apartment or not. She says, oh, this is cute. It has, it has a character. I can see that you live here. Yeah. She didn't come in and say, ugh, you live in a basement. Yeah. Which there are a lot of women who would just straight up say that. And some maps. men. And some men. Correct. Yes, like you. We we then see Claire's house. We meet Lenny, who's a little sweller. Yeah, he he's a little semi-swell, and I said it in our chat on the Patreon when okay. everyone came at me and said it's a swell dog. It was, I said, he's not. He's semi-swell he's because semi-swell. he was not happy about Cameron. He it's, did not like him. And our friend Missy, shout out to Missy, says that these types of dogs apparently don't like men. Oh, it's interesting to to learn. It's very hard in our book to be swell if you're not a large breed dog. It's very hard to be a, a small to medium breed and make it to the swell category. And the way to do it, the way to be small and swell. Personality. Personality. It's all if personality. you have a great personality, then you are swell. This dog, <laughs> well, semi, here's the semi. Issue. Cameron's like, Yeah, he's kind of ignoring me, and I'm a self-proclaimed dog person as long as they're not super annoying. No dog person would say that. No dog person would be like, oh, yeah, I love dogs as long as they're not super annoying. True, but then I want a dog with a good personality too. I don't want to – I love dogs. I'm a dog person, but if the dog's going to bark at me every single time I move, then I'll be like – I'm not sure if we're uh, vibing. I think most dog people would admit that dogs are dogs and it's up to the human to form that connection. There's, True. A, there's annoying humans. There's not annoying dogs. True. But they're my, like, Fluffy the dog, my parents' dog, she doesn't like men in hats. 
she wouldn't like you in that hat. So. I think she would absolutely love me in my bucket hat. <laughs> okay. Um, Claire had a bike, so Cameron immediately inspected that, although it had a flat tire, which is not a great look if you're trying to impress a, a biker because they know that you clearly are not riding that thing. It was just sitting there with a the flat. Yeah, because she says it's too tall for me, so she is not riding it at all. Yeah. And then after the, the tour, they start to talk about religion. And Claire brings up that she turned to religion more once her brother passed away. Yeah, so like she grew up being a Catholic, but she never went to church or anything. But once her brother passed away, she returned to the faith and to God. Cameron is like me. He's an atheist. He doesn't believe in all of this, but... Here's why I agree with what he says. There is there are sets of values that atheists live by too, right? I have a set of values too. I don't think it's the atheist code of conduct though. I think it's, it's Teresa's. No, correct, correct. But if someone says, yeah, I'm religious because I like that. Uh, I do some nice things for the community. I blah, 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 right? I can understand it and respect it, right? Mm-hmm. But I need to be respected too. Yeah, I think, and I'm not saying this in a, in a bad way, a negative way. I think religion is an easy way to teach morals and to teach people to behave. I don't think it's the only way or even the best way. I think I think the golden rule is a great way to teach people or treat people how you want to be treated. Um, but yeah, there are, there are obviously some key things to take from religion that can help you as a person. I think so too. And there are some things I disagree with. That's why I, I am who I am. Right. And you are who you are, but I do believe that to a certain level, if there is this mutual agreement and understanding an atheist and someone who's a devoted Catholic can coexist if there is a big mutual respect. I don't think I could do it, but mm-hmm. I think if you, because I don't have to, luckily, but I think if that's what you have, your other significant other, that's their beliefs, I think there is a way to make it work. Sure, everyone's different. It's a case True. by case basis. So, new night, who this? It's DP. DP, PCDP. They're just so active. They're <laughs> listening to a podcast, guys. That's what's up. She wants to know how she can help. And Cameron brings up, well, I think what we struggle with the most is building a comfortable space for physical intimacy. And Claire agrees. Yeah. Claire says that she's moving like a turtle when it comes to the physical intimacy. But she wants to do more. She wants to make sure that she opens up. And she does things. She know well, she admits she needs an emotional connection before yes. there's a physical physical connection. And Cameron's just happy to even hear that. Like for her to vocalize that is great. It yeah. means that there's a pathway forward. Yeah, and she brings up we hold hands. Like, is that is that good? Is it a good start? I think <laughs> it's a good start. DP's like stroke his back, touch his arm, show him in little ways. True, but I think hand holding is a physical intimacy. Totally. You just want to hold someone's hand for fun. Totally, totally. And then DP brings up religion. And we kind of go back and Cameron addresses how he was raised Christian and he ended up getting kicked out of the church when he was 10 because he spoke out against something. He didn't clarify what that was. But when that happened, he rediscovered what life meant to him and he feels like the world is gray. There's many shades of gray and religion doesn't necessarily prepare children if they were to have children for that truth. Claire, and I like that she's being this way because she says, I totally respect that. I don't agree, but I respect it. And I think that's what it comes down to because that's why I said they can potentially make it work because if she just says, oh, I don't agree with that. That's, That's not what it is then we have a big problem. Yeah. As DP says, you can disagree as long as there's shared values and there's shared respect and they both agree with that. You want to talk about not shared respect? (sighs) I have no respect for Orion. Want to talk about the stinker stinkerson Uh (laughs) and Lauren? Yeah. So 
Uh, all right, I'm gonna. You apartment? To, who this? I'm gonna try to keep my cool for the respect of our neighboring hotel guests. Okay, so this this would piss me off because new apartment? Who this? And Lauren says, well, on the flight back, we've discussed that. Orion would like to do a reset. He would like to, he changed his mind again. So he went from, oh, you disrespected me to let's try again to, I want to get a divorce to let's do a full reset. Sorry, I think Emily's here. Um, <laughs> get lost, Orion. Like you put this woman through living hell. You he imp- keeps putting her through a living hell. That bothers me so much, but I think he's trying to save his ass. Totally. Because he says, well, after talking to PC, I'm not ready to give up. So um, let's let's try to do a reset. And Lauren says, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm happy you want to try. Let's do a full reset, but let's also not live together. So that's not a, that's BS. That's, yeah. That's just talk. That's because, all talk. Because he's like, I want to do full reset, but I also want to take some time and think about it. So the, the, you don't want a full reset. You just Ugh. say things because you're a moron. What a moron. What a moron. And then we get Lauren self-filming and she's like, I talked to Orion. He actually doesn't want to be married. He wants a divorce, but he wants to continue with the process. She's like, I'm confused though, because the process is marriage. So how can you get a divorce and still do the process? Orion stinks. He does. And so we get DP 2.0 visiting Dr. Pia. Is she the one with the Christmas songs? No. Oh, Viviana, right? Shout out to Dr. Viviana. Viviana was in Boston, but like a long time ago. She ended up dating one of the guys who was with that blonde skinny girl. Remember? John? Yeah. He was a was cool it, dude. Was it Viviana with? I think so. No, I thought it was the blonde expert. Yeah. No, Dr. Viviana's brunette. Ooh. Yeah, but Dr. Viviana just released a Christmas song. <laughs> so check that out. Maybe Dr. Pia will release one next year. Yeah. So, okay. She's with them and she's like, when's the last time you guys spoke? And they're like, well, we texted. We tried to meet up, but Orion says the timing didn't work out. And Lauren's like, bullshit. Like, Orion, you didn't try. You said you wanted a divorce. I tried to meet up to talk things out. And you're like, no, it's, I'm not, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Like apparently he said, let's meet up. She said, yeah, let's do it. He ghosted her and then texted her. Actually, let's just get a divorce. Yeah. He's like, the fuck? Put him on. he's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what could help us at this point. So then call it quits. Like, I don't understand why you keep dragging Lauren through this, making her feel like there's hope and then turning around and saying there's not, you want a divorce. And then the next day saying, actually, I want to continue the process. Just call it quits. Yeah, for sure. But I don't understand why he's doing this dance because you already are a moron. You wanted to quit multiple times. Why do you keep going back and forth? I literally almost smashed the TV and I'm glad it was a hotel TV. Good. When... Lauren goes, well, you said you wanted to focus on the future. When we talked and you gave me hope, you said you wanted to focus on the future. Now you're saying you want a divorce. And Orion goes, well, I did want to focus on the future, but that wasn't specific to us. I just, just the future in general. Uh, What an idiot. Like, is that, are you serious? Are you saying that with a straight face that you're telling your wife yeah i do want to focus on the future but you meant just in general like your general sense of progressing in life because he wants to move to the east coast and he says well there is chemistry between us and he keeps saying this and it bothers me because that's not how he feels he's trying to save whatever ass he has left and he said there is chemistry between us but after what happened on the honeymoon i just feel heartbroken and dr p has like okay so you keep saying it but what exactly happened that's so bad that you cannot give grace? Because we've all <laughs> seen what happened. All right, yes, she made a comment or she laughed that was inappropriate. Sure. How many times did she apologize for this? Way too many for this moron. Well, the new issue Orion has is that Lauren goes from zero to 100 when they have these discussions. Whenever they discuss something, Lauren goes from zero to 100. And she accepts that. She admits to it. But she goes, 
Well, when there's a reaction, it's because first there's an act. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. You need to write a book. It's like, yes, there's there's an act within reaction. And so she's admitting that, sure, maybe I do get upset. But I get upset for a reason, and that reason is you. Yeah, for sure. And so Dr. Pia is asking them to let's let's truly reset, start over. Let's give each other grace and forget what <laughs> happened grace. on the honeymoon. We need more grace, so whatever many, it is. Throw more grace. So at, grace. Throw more grace at it. Amazing <laughs> grace. Like, whatever it is. <laughs> and like poor, poor Lauren says, you know what? I forgave him about what happened on the honeymoon. I forgave him. I can move on. And Orion's like, um, I mean, uh, I don't think so. What a moron. And Dr. Payer literally comes out and says, I don't understand why you don't want to provide her with any grace. <laughs> like zero grace. Grace Potter, all the graces. All the graces. Um, yeah. Lauren's just like, do you not want to be with Be honest. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Do you not want to be with me? And he's like, because of all that happened, I like truly <laughs> lost interest. You are a moron. And I just. Of what happened? I love how Dr. P was like, Orion, how does control show up in your life? And he immediately knew what she was saying. I was like, I'm not trying to control things. I'm not trying to control by, by calling for a divorce. And Dr. P is basically like, bullshit. You're absolutely trying to be the victim. You're trying to control this. You're trying to save face, make her look bad, yeah. make yourself look good. And my issue again with these experts they're so unwilling to be wrong and show the world that they don't have special matchmaking powers that they force these couples to stay together. They can't just admit like, you know what? You guys aren't good for each other. They have to be like, well, have you, have you forced yourself on her? Have you tried to make love with her despite her gastrointestinal problems? Like they can't just be like, yeah, you're right. You guys should divorce. They're just like forcing them to stay together to make their rate of success higher. Yeah. This is, it, it's not good. And Dr. Pia is like, okay, so you guys are willing to give up? Really? And poor Lauren says, I am romantically attracted to him. I would want to give it a shot. And Ryan's like, there is no romance for me anymore. So I would like to get a divorce after uh, all. What a moron. What a moron. But this is, it's married at first sight. It's, you are freaking married. He should give it his all he should have only and that i say it often you should sign up for this if you are truly very unlucky in love you can't find one but you've been trying i don't think he's been trying to find a wife <laughs> i think he woke up one day and thought mm, what can i do with my life i mean i do want to move to the east coast but like i don't have enough money just yet well, how about i got married here's my hot take orion stinks he probably has, <laughs> he probably has no friends he can't find love with anyone. No. And he turned to the show to hopefully force someone to marry him because his personality stinks so and much. Did, and he did, unfortunately. And he Poor did. Lauren. But his personality stinks so much, he just went and ruined this too. He ruined everything. He can't keep anyone, friends, family, otherwise. He stinks. But here's my big question. So Lauren and Orion are done, right? Yeah. Unless he's going to come back with like, oh, I changed my mind again. <laughs> I'm going to give grace. <laughs> Hopefully not, because I'm done with him. Is Michael coming back married? I, th I think so. I've heard whispers of January for Michael. Okay, but so he's I gonna be so. so behind. So behind. I don't. I don't understand how that's gonna fly. We'll see. Wow, one more to go. <sighs> I'm, losing, I'm losing hope in this one too. It's I. I am, but I'm not because. I thought that Austin, and we're talking about Beck and Austin, new apartment, who it is. But I thought That's the Austin, last one, guys. You don't have to hear it again <laughs> until maybe Michael and whomever. I thought that Austin may have been losing some interest, but I don't think he is. I think it's his personality because he is thinking about the future. You don't say things about a future if you don't mean them because there is no need for it. I'm worried that maybe they're on a friend track versus well, a romantic track? I think if they are, it would be from Becca's side because I think she might be getting maybe a little nervous about him being religious. 
okay. But this conversation that we start with is, what are we going to bring to the apartment? Oh, plants, board games, Nintendo 64. These are all like roommate things. And then Becca asks how Austin splits chores with his roommate. So they're like setting up their life together as roommates. Well, in a way, when you move in together, you are roommates, kind of. You're teammates. You're not you, roommates. Oh, correct. Correct. Okay, that's that's a good point. But you still take care of the house together like you would do with a roommate. So splitting chores, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It seems like Austin is a little but I don't, more clean than Becca. I don't have an issue with splitting house duties. I have an issue with how do you and your roommate do it now? We're not roommates. Yeah. So, so it okay. doesn't. So you don't have to do it like you did with your roommate. True. Good point. Let's Good do it point. like how teammates are going to do it and how a married couple is going to do it. Don't even mention the word roommate. Correct. But I think that's something you need to get to. Okay. We didn't move in together be like, okay, you do this, you do that. We... We're doing things and we realize that you're not very good at cooking, but you can grill. You're not very good <laughs> at cleaning. You. You're not good at cleaning either. And you're not good at folding. I'm not good at cleaning the way you like it. Yeah, because you don't follow the step-by-step step I provided to you. <laughs> There's basically a good clean by number. You don't apartment. even know how to fold t-shirts properly. And I gave you the class multiple times. That's very true. How many times did you, did you, did you take my class? Multiple times. Correct. And you can't follow. You're failing. However. I excel in other areas. You excel in other areas and you do that. But like we didn't just move in together and be like, oh, I know you suck at folding and cleaning and cooking. No, we had to learn this about <laughs> each other. You had to take a few of my lessons. Yes. You failed them all. So we, I realized that you have other strengths. That's right. They just need to live together and figure it out. Okay. I, right. Guys, I made a video for John too. She absolutely did. Okay. <laughs> New day. We, we go see Austin's home and he warns, hey, it's a little messy. It's filled with garage stuff, doing some renovation. So things it's are It's really not. It wasn't bad. He's one of those housewives. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't cleaned in like one day. I'm so sorry. And you come in and it's like spotless. Yeah, it wasn't bad. The house was like a cute little bungalow. Yeah. It had character. Becca Furniture. liked it. Furniture could have used a little work, but some maybe like nice antique-ish stuff, an old school yeah. Victrola, a hat rack that would rival Gino's. I think Gino, if Gino's watching this, he's like, damn. I got to step up my hat game. I got to step up my hat game. Uh, clean bathroom, which is good. But yeah. we, we do learn he only does laundry once a month. Oh, why? Which is a little Even like ta- You have to wash towels at least once a week. That's what we do. That's what Becca does. Yes. But here's my issue. Austin throws out, so I was thinking we'd move back to our own places after decision day. No matter what the decision is, we'll write out our leases and then we can assess the situation. Becca goes, well, my lease is month to month, so it doesn't matter to me. And Austin was like, okay, well, you live alone. I don't know why you'd want to move in with me. And I'm like, this is not the conversation that a couple who loves each other or is on their way to loving each other would have. True, but I think at the same time he's trying to be pragmatic. He Whoa! Has, is, is that a good word? Nah, yeah, what? Oh, okay. I leave you alone for like four days and you, <laughs> what, were you reading the dictionary while I was gone? You know, you know, I have a little big, you know, I have Is anyone pockets, else getting a little hot in here? I have pockets <laughs> filled with big words. Hello, <laughs> ladies. So he has a roommate. If They're friends, right? If he just left, that wouldn't be cool. I would be very upset if I was the roommate. Yeah. I would, I would, I think if anything, Becca should move in with him or I can understand if let's say they do sleepovers, they, they, they're going to be together, but let's write out the reasons because there is another person that is your friend who's involved in this and you cannot just leave them to pay double rent. Like, no. that wouldn't be cool. No, but if Becca really wanted to live together, then Austin goes and lives with her, and she just continues to pay rent on her own until... Yeah, but Austin's as I least. said, we've seen it before. If it's a month or two months, you can do sleepovers. It's like sure. dating in a way that it's not like, oh, we're not going to see each other. It's like, oh, we're going to be two days in my house, two days in your house. We're going to write it out, and then we'll figure it out. So I didn't see any issues with it. I would if... That he was saying all this and there was no roommates involved. So it was literally be just about him. Then sure. I would be like, okay, you hide, there is something off, but he's considering his friend. 
Okay. So then we get PC paying them a visit. He asks his classic question right out of the gate. Have you guys banged yet? And they, they both smile in a weird way. I think they banged. I don't know. But I think they, they don't want to say it because no. they're both, she has some medical issues and he's being very kind of slow and private in this. And wh- the reason why I'm saying it is because I had the smirk on both of their faces. Well, if, if, if they didn't bang, there was some hand job. Something oh, was happening. Oh, definitely a little hand play. Yeah. For sure. So they say they haven't. Who knows? PC asks if they've talked about kids. Of course, they have. Yeah, we saw it. And they have a question for PC. The religion question. They differ there. And PC asks Austin, what is the core of your faith? Tell me the core. And he says, God's love and caring for everyone. And PC says, all right, Becca, what's the basis of your spirituality? And she says, kindness and love. And PC's like, so there you go. It's the same, right? Yeah. It's the same. And he feels that's enough. And... It can be. Becca gets very honest and is like, look, for me, I haven't met many Christians who don't want to change the way I think. And I loved it because PC's like, Becca, meet Austin. Here's here's a Christian who doesn't want to change the way you think. So I hope it's true. Yeah, I I do. And I, you're right. I'm optimistic that someone who goes on the show and says I'm open to marrying someone of any faith would allow that person to continue being whatever yeah. faith. But sure, maybe you say what you need to say to get on the show. Becca bought it, I think, because she started to get emotional. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I was raised Jewish and many of my Christian friends even thought I was going to go to hell. I don't think I'm going to go to hell. So horrible. it got heavy and Austin gave her this hug and comforted her. And that's why I'm saying, like, I know it seemed like at times that he's not into her. I think he is. I just don't think he likes any PDA or maybe talking about the relationship. Maybe he's just paranoid like me when it comes to the show that all the couples who are always so over, like, oh my gosh, so much love, best thing ever, they always burn. Yeah. Every single time we have someone who's too lovey-dovey, too excited about it, way too much, they just go to hell, literally. Yeah. So... so I think he's into her. I just think he moves like a snail too. And maybe. I think he maybe wants to keep certain things to themselves. He doesn't need to. He strikes me as the jokester who makes jokes to cover maybe how he already feels and how he already feels only comes out when he is with that person, when he has this intimate relationship, right? He doesn't need to blast it out for everyone. Hopefully. I could I could see that. Hopefully, yeah. And, and the big question. Oh, boy. Do you guys love each other? And this is PC. What the fuck? And this is another (laughs) thing where it's like, dude, it's been what? Eight days. Yeah. Not even. And you're, you're on this fast train to get them to say they love each other Mm -hmm. because you want to prove how good you are at matchmaking. But that's an insane timeline for anyone a week to just to authentically say you love someone. If you did say it, you're not truly saying it. You're just saying the word, but you, there's no way you could love someone after a week. Correct. The way that someone who's been together six months, a year, two years loves each other. Correct. But I like what Becca said because she says, I told him I love him as a person. And I do believe that's possible. Sure. I think you can meet someone and say, oh my gosh, like what a great person. But here's why I disagree with that. You can't know someone after a week. You can't True. truly know someone all their deepest, darkest secrets, the skeletons in their closets, the things they've done after a week. So for you to say you love someone after a week, you love what you know of them. You don't truly love Correct. them. And I think that's what they say. And PC's, PC's trying to push. He's like, so how, how do you know it's, you know, they're in love? And they were like, well, we, we don't. Like, we'll hopefully come. We love each other as people. We yeah. appreciate each other. And PC's like, okay, but how do you know? It's like, PC, <laughs> Give it a break. stop it. Let, let, come, come next time. You're too early. Usually come towards <laughs> the end. Like you, you, you showed up too early. Yeah. They don't love each other just yet. Just be happy that you have a, a successful couple on the way. Hopefully. Mm. All right. What an episode. Oof. Loved watching this episode. I'm sorry we were delayed, but here we are now. Here we are. We obviously knew that I'm going to come and see John. So that's why we waited because 
recording online is not ideal. John's been so busy that we would need to do it at like midnight or 1 a.m. Online, yeah. I would just suck. But it would yeah. suck for you guys. It would suck for us. So we decided let's wait until we are together. Yeah. We'll have fun. You guys hopefully will enjoy it. And we're so sorry for the delay, but this the season to be busy. Am I right? You're right. Here's the good news. Teresa is going to hide in my suitcase for a few days. <laughs> and so we'll be able to do 90 day. Yes. Next maths may be a little delayed again because... It conflicts with travel time. So yeah, someone's just a bus- uh, being a busy, busy, busy December bee. I'm, ball- I'm all over the road. You yeah. better get me a big gift this year. Oh boy. So <laughs> 90 days should come out on time. Maths again next week may be a little delayed, but all right, we'll, we'll get it to you as soon as we we'll can. Keep you guys posted. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. And I know busy. you guys get it. You guys get it. You guys are busy. We're busy. We try our best. And I hope you appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, guys. Happy Hanukkah. You Happy guys, Hanukkah. You guys are the best. If you guys want more, we're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Reality. Supercast. Supercast.com. Also on Instagram. If you guys want to stay updated with the scheduling, memes, message us. It's all on Instagram at Pod. Make sure you're following the podcast. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's as hot. Yes, hopefully the next episode mm-hmm. because this season is spicy, hot. Oh, okay, so hot. So <laughs> got it. Um, and last but not least, thank you guys. If you've left a review, if you haven't, please do. Tis the season to show some love. If Tis you leave the a, season, if you leave a five star review and you write something, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. All right, I've said it all. I've said it all. You sure have. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.